The folks on Bear Creek ate what you'd call peaceable by nature. But I was kind of surprised to come on to Erath Elkins and his brother-in-law, Joel Gordon, locked in mortal combat on the bank of the creek. But there they was. So tangled up they couldn't use their bowies to no advantage. And their cussin' was scandalous to hear. Remonstrances being useless, I kicked their knives out of their hands and throwed them bodily into the creek. That broke their holes, and they come swarming out with bloodthirsty shrieks and dripping whiskers, and attacked me. Seeing they was too blind mad to have any sense, I bashed their heads together till they was too dizzy to do anything but holler. Is this any way for relatives to act? I asked disgustedly. Let me at him, howled Joel, gnashing his teeth while blood streamed down his whiskers. He broke three of my things, and I'll have his hide. Stand aside, Beckenridge, raved Erath. No man can chile an ear off of me and live to tell the tale. Aw, oh, shut up, I snorted. One more yap out of either of you, and I'll see if your fool heads are harder than this. I brandished a fist under their noses, and they quieted down. What's this all about? I demanded. I just discovered my brother-in-law's a thief said Joel bitterly. I thought Erath gave a howl and a violent plunge to get at his relative. But I kind of pushed him backwards, and he fell over a willer stump. The fact is, Beckenridge, said Joel, me and this polecat found a buckskin poke full of gold nuggets in the holler oak over on Apache Ridge yesterday. We didn't know whether somebody in these parts had just hid it there for safekeeping or whether some old prospector had left it there for a long time ago and maybe got sculped by the engines and never come back to get it. We agreed to leave it alone for a month, and if it was still there at that time, we'd feel pretty sure that the original owner was dead, and we'd split the gold between us. Well, last night I got to worrying somebody find it which wasn't as honest as me, so this morning I thought I'd better go see if it was still there. At this point, Erath laughed bitterly. Joe glared at him ominously and continued, Well, no sooner I hove in sight of the holler tree than this skunk let go at me from the brush with a rifle gun. That's a lie, yelped Erath. It were just the other way around. Not being armed, Beckenridge, Joel said with dignity, and realizing that this coyote was trying to murder me so he could claim all the gold. I lugged it for home and my weapons, and presently I sighted him sprinting through the brush after me. Erath began to foam slightly at the mouth. I wasn't chasing you, he said. I was going home after my rifle gun. What's your story, Erath? I inquired. Last night I dreamt somebody had stole the gold, he answered sullenly. This morning I went to see if it was safe. Just as I got to the tree, this murderer begun shooting at me with a Winchester. I run for my life. And by some chance, I finally run right on to him. Likely he thought he'd killed me and was coming for the skull. Did either one of you see the other and shoot at you? I asked. How could I, with him hitting the breast? snapped Joel. But who else could it have been? I didn't have to see him, growled Erath. I felt the wind of his slug. But each one of you says he didn't have no rifle, 
I said. He's a cuss liar, they accused simultaneous. It would have fell on each other tooth and nail if they could have got past my bull. I'm convinced there's been a mistake, I said. Get home and cool off. You're too big for me to lick, Beckenridge, said Erath. But if I weren't you, if you can't prove to me that it wasn't Joel which tried to murder me, I ain't going to rest nor sleep nor eat till I've nailed this mangy scope to the highest pine on Apache Ridge. That goes for me, too, said Joel, grinding his teeth. I'm declaring truce till tomorrow morning. If Beckenridge can't show me by then that you didn't shoot at me, either my wife or yourn will be a widder before midnight. 